All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Serious Angler Fantasy Fishing Preview Show. We are back with the crew. I swear it has been since like week one or two that we've had the full crew here. Uh, but we got, of course, myself here, Bailey Eichbrett, the, uh, the Andy man, the Capitan with uh, two kids now. Congrats, buddy. Uh, thank back you. back with us. And uh, we got straight track record, full attendance. He's that kid in high school. We got Mr. Brendan Chapman from Do It Molds here with us again. I have a funny feeling uh, Brendan was not an uh, everyday attender of high school. Just that, out there. You are spot on, Andy. <laughs> spot on. I had a funny feeling. I, I won't miss, miss a fishing podcast, but I will miss every day of school I possibly can. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I, I, w- I was there, but uh, I tended to sleep. All like in every class, unless I really like that class, and usually, even if I like that class, I still fell asleep. So, like, oh boy. that's all right. Terrible. We oh, made yeah. it right. We're yeah. all right. Oh, We're yeah, fine. here we are. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we are deaconless again. Uh, as we get some comments rolling in, deaconless, uh, deaconless, yeah, Sarah Deacon, if you guys remember from last week, is not here again tonight. <laughs> Make sure uh, to let him have it. He's becoming the new Adam Bartuzic. That's what we'll throw Ooh. at him. Uh, he just he just doesn't he doesn't care about fantasy fishing shows anymore, guys. That's that's all it is. Unfortunately, Boomer cannot make it as well. He's got a bunch of stuff going on, uh, and unfortunately, our uh, industry tournament Bassmaster event insider, uh, Mr. Wes Logan, cannot make it tonight either. Which we're not going to argue with him. It's his practice. We're not trying to get in the way. He's been courteous enough to join us thus far this season to kind of give us some uh, some insights on what's going on at the lake, but. Uh, but the sounds of it doesn't sound too good. So uh, I don't know if that's a, an outlook on what the whole week's going to look like. Um, but yeah, so we got the, the crews all here tonight. We got the three of us. We're going to roll in. We at least got the other two guys' picks. Uh, we can go through the points from Murray, which guys, holy crap, did Murray show out. That was wild. Yeah, it was it was fun to watch what I was able to watch. And um yeah, I want to go to Lake Murray now. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, like, I think Murray's fun. boat ramps are packed to the the brim right now. I would I would assume like the top water bites where the fish were schooling and like exploding out of the water as they're hooked up. I was like, okay, I need to go there and like walk a spook. Like, I, I just I have to go, <laughs> have to one day. <laughs> the one thing I found really cool was. Not many events you see guys pull out like these jointed swim baits, uh, and especially with in regards to like the cadence they were using them, like guys that were like either they would uh, change from burning them to like they would just do pulls and then pause and then pulls, and it's kind of it was interesting to watch, but like watching them get throttled on it, you saw some guys' rods just basically yanked out of their hands when they were doing that. It, it was super cool to see the different variety of techniques that came out uh, during this one. Brennan, did you get any opportunity to watch Murray at all? Um, I'll be totally honest with you. I was fishing all weekend in the southern half of my state, which is Iowa, so I barely got to tune into any of it. I checked the weights every night, but, yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot. I saw a lot of top water tied on, like you said, some some swim bait action. Um, wasn't a good one to miss by the sounds of it, but unfortunately I did miss most of it. Yeah, I think it took 17 pounds a day to make the cut like to cash a check yeah that's awesome that, that means it showed out for sure i mean it's pretty like they compared it to st lawrence basically in mm-hmm. regards to like the the 
how stacked it was weight wise to try and uh, to get into the day three cut nonetheless, but it, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Uh, congrats to Drew Breton on the win. I don't think anybody really, I know he had a little mix of pattern in regards to not all spawners, but predominantly catching spawners. I don't think anyone really thought the spawn was still going on that late, which I don't think any of us really thought it was going on that late. Uh, I know the inside info I got was that there's going to be barely any, but it looked like a bunch of guys were still catching spawners. And apparently there's still a little bit going on here at Santee Cooper, which would be intriguing to see what the, where these fish are at, what they're going to be doing. It sounds like a late wave. Where did yeah. Drew Cook finish up in this? He was I, top you, ten. I think he was 10th, wasn't he? Was he? Okay. Murray? Yeah. yeah, he was. He was in top 10. That makes sense because if, if anybody was going to get on that site fishing bite, it was going to be one of the Drews and being that they travel and work together. I Yeah, no surprise that they were right there. I'm sure they'll be in the same deal this week too. Yeah. But uh, it was – I got to give a shout-out to our boy, Mr. Hunter Shryock, who I, we were really pulling for for a win. I think a lot of pe- folks were – not that anyone was uh, upset or anything to watch Drew Benton win. Everyone was pumped for Drew Benton. But uh, the amount of – drama that happened to hunter throughout this event like playing doc jango with his rod and catching an almost catching an almost seven pounder in doing so like brennan i don't know if you saw the clip bass posted but he skips under a dock with a wacky rig and like this much of water that bass ate by the way like <laughs> yeah and, and sets the hook fish gets wrapped around two different pillars on the dock like this double like stacked uh pulled wooden dock it takes his rod, goes under the one pillar of the dock, and then like is bending like half like under this dock. Basically, his body is off the boat, Yikes. and then pulls it through and still somehow lands it. That's super cool. Um, but uh, it's been a tough, tough. It, it was cool to see the emotions come out for Hunter this one. So I think a lot of folks were trying to manifest uh, a win for Hunter, and it came came pretty dang close. Uh, his time's coming, but the way that I thought it was really cool was Drew. Benton catching like a six pounder, like literally with minutes to go mm-hmm. on his way back into the ramp on the final day. Like, yeah, what did when they took off that morning? What position was he in? I mean, he was, tenth. Four, yeah, 10th. I was gonna say, I know he's towards the bottom. <laughs> Epic comeback. That's really yeah. cool. Because imagine if he caught 20 pounds on day three as opposed to 14 or 13 or whatever he had, or because I think he had like 23, 26, 14. 26 i think it was how like he was 23 his, 23 yeah I, I thought he had a big bag on day two too he had a big bag on the last day he had 26 yeah. he yeah. wasn't saving that big one was it was the big one sight fishing like he wasn't saving it or yeah. it was sight fishing yeah okay i can't imagine he saved it i think though. he just found it because yeah, i was imagine coming in day four and tenth you're probably not saving a six no <laughs> you, you, you would have caught her day three well, we got 10 minutes to go. I'm going to go finally if I catch that six here, boys. Yeah. It'd be a pretty baller move, but I don't think he was safe in that. That would take imagine? some nugs for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to win this tomorrow. You just wait. At 2.36, I'm going to catch a six and yeah. pound it. Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we might be a minute late to the ramp. But, I mean, he could have been a minute late, actually, I feel like with uh, his weights because he would have won by, what, a pound and a half? But uh, regardless, that was an insane event. Uh, let's go through the points here. Um, I have it pulled up on Bass here. I have an updated standings, but um, I'll get my worst ever fantasy fishing 
tournament performance out of the way here for you guys. Mm. Uh, in that I had Greg Hackney in 16th, Matt Airy 25th, you know, great start. But then here's where uh, it turns bad. Uh, KJ Queen, 94th. Justin Ooh. Atkins, 76. Brian New, 87. Oh, I missed that. So you're back on the Atkins train again. Dude, he won the Forest Wood Cup here on a herring deal. Like, why would you not pick him? Because it's Justin Atkins. No offense to Justin Atkins, but every time you pick him, it just it goes sour for you. I picked him mm. twice last year when he top 30. Mm. But you oh, picked him, what, five other times where he did not place in the top 30? I don't. I don't. Really <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Gotta play the odds, bud. It's so personal. <laughs> the awkward pause is what set me off there. The pause. Uh... I, I don't understand why it was so personal. Like he was saving that up while the whole time he was gone last week, just to come at me today. No, I. I honestly, I didn't. I didn't stick around last week when I tuned in for all the picks, so I had no idea that you picked Justin Atkins. If I was in the queue leaving comments, I would probably would have said again, Bailey. You know the track record here, bud. Like, what are you doing? This feels personal. Like, this feels like I'm getting attacked right now. Yeah, <laughs> not attacking to me. Okay, I'll, no. I'll remain loyal to Justin Atkins. For, right He's for Santa Cooper, this. Bailey chooses Justin Atkins in Group D. Nope, didn't choose Justin Atkins. <laughs> But I, I was I was really shocked, at, especially like a KJ Queen who home lake is Lake Norman, where there's herring and like they yeah. act relatively the same, and just I I don't know what happened with him. He had twelve pounds, twelve pounds each day. So I, I guess yeah I don't know rough yeah, rough start. To Brian knew right like home lake and yeah he he couldn't get on anything. It looked like watching him first day like he was riding around. He's everything he went to. He st- finally stopped on one spot. And then Gussie comes right out of the pocket, and he goes, "Ah, crap!" He goes, "I," he goes, "I just accidentally cut off Gussie," and then he then he got down and left. So it was kind of like it looked like a struggle bus for him. But regardless, a uh, struggle bus for me too. Uh, Eight hundred and nineteen points, easily last place this week. Brandon, what'd you have? Uh, not much better, but not last place, uh, which is refreshing <laughs> for once. Uh, I had Lee Livesey, thirteenth place. Patrick Walters, fourth. And then it kind of goes downhill from here. Uh, Corey Johnston, 41st. Jason Christie, 64th. And then I, too, was on the Brian New train, which everybody was. So cheers to you, Brian New. You took us all down. That's how it goes sometimes. (laughs) That's good. By you, Andy. All right. So I had Cobb, who finished sixth. Uh, Stetson Blaylock, 38th. John Cruz, who started the tournament decently, then fell to 69th. I had Polnick at 36th, and then the new train in 87. Just crushed us. Mm-hmm. What'd you get with points? I had 916. I had 977, by the way. Nice. 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 Not good at all, but no. better than you two this week. So that's all. <laughs> Way bad. better than 819. Let me tell yeah. you. Man. That's pretty uh, bad. What is it this week? <laughs> Holy crap, dude. <laughs> like pent up rage or something no no rage here all love all love uh, it's tough love <laughs> uh, all right um so deacon had brandon cobb sixth place great pick patrick walters uh fourth um mark frazier 55th brandon Ponick, 36 and then brian new as well 87th with 1030 points uh and 
Boomer had Brandon Cobb, sixth place. Setson Blaylock, 38th. Uh, finally, uh, we're picking Bryant Smith every single time. He's gotten 12th place. Uh, Brandon Lester, 19th. And then Brian New, 87th. With uh, 1,067 points. Making the official tally at Jake Boomer. Leading us in first place with 4,141 points. Deacon in second place. This is a super tight race. Uh, 3,923 points. So a good 200 behind Boomer. I am 16 points behind Deacon. uh, 3,907. Brennan, you are, what is that? You are 13 points behind me in fourth with 3,894. And Andy, you're 21, 21 points in last fifth place, 3,873. Did you so hear tight, super last. tight. There was a little tone there when he said last, didn't it? Wasn't there? You yeah. peasant. He's get on that. Get low on that. <laughs> I'm used to being in the rear, I guess. So, <laughs> Yikes. And with that, we'll say goodnight to Andy. Brennan, it's just you. <laughs> He's back. Little feisty, uh, bud. <laughs> hey, it's just love, Andy. <laughs> oh, I know. It's all good. It's all good. I can take it. Thick skin. <laughs> oh Lord. It's uh it definitely is a time where we were missing a boomer's snarky remarks, but uh he will be back next week. We hope. But uh looking ahead to Santee Cooper, uh I can I feel like this one's gonna be almost as big of a Kind of guessing game with with the fish coming off the bed, where I'm sure there's going to be fry garters, fish remaining shallow, uh, some fish already having pulled off off offshore. Um, almost as much of a guessing game in regards to what could happen here, as much as the tournament they had here back was it November or October that they had during the COVID year. Yep. Which month yeah. that was? was that one was like a, I believe. Yeah, that, that was like a punching, frogging top water. It was just a junk fishing fest. Yeah. And your cypress tree guys with Chatterbaits and Bernie Schultz. Chatterbaits and Bernie Schultz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, top 10 at Murray. Bernie yeah. Schultz. It, it seems like he jives whenever they're on a wacky Sanko bite, but he was catching them on a Chapo or a Whopper Plop or whatever it was. That was fun to watch. So yeah. when I was able to tune in. It was really fun live for sure. I would imagine uh, there's going to be some good live coverage here for Santee Cooper as well. Because I'm mm-hmm. imagining there's going to be some uh, some uh, hand-to-hand combat going on around some cypress trees, some grass, things of that, that nature. Um, so it's really quick. Look at what the weather forecast is looking like for next year. Let me share screen here. Next year. Let's see. So we got Thursday. Looking uh, at raining. Well, it says uh, showers in the evening, but an east wind at nine at mi- nine miles per hour, seventy-seven degrees, sixty overnight. Friday, same kind of temperatures. Thunderstorms, south oh, southwest miserable. wind. There's gonna be no sight fishing going on. Yes, uh, <laughs> and that kind of. And I, I guess I don't know how much sight fishing would still be there. Like I don't know. I know, understand there's a late wave on Murray, but I understand that the lake's relatively <laughs> deeper than uh, than Santee's capable of getting. Um, so I, I guess I don't know how much sight fishing there would have been re- in regards to maybe there's some fry garters. Yeah. But it, it's yeah. definitely not going to happen, it sounds like, this weekend. 
Is there a shad spawn on Santee Cooper on Marion? And I can't think of the other name. Moultrie. Uh, Lake Moultrie. That's a great question. Because I feel like if there is a shad spawn, you're going to see like white swim jigs play. You're going to see a killer topwater bite. And this could be an event that somebody wins throwing a spinnerbait for four days with wind and rain every day if there's a shad spawn. Like post spawn, shad spawn, spinnerbaits. And I, um, I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about my picks here because I think it's going to be a slugfest still, but I don't know if they'll get to a century belt just because of the post-spawn. I mean, we've seen the white swim jig play here with yeah. Luke Palmer, Steve Caleb Kufal, Steve uh, Kennedy, Pat Schlopper, Steve Kennedy, absolutely uh, drilling them on yeah. on a on a swim jig. I'd love to see something like that again. I can see that frogging. I could even see buzzbait spoon. Okay. I think this is going to be exactly what you said, Andy, like from the one in years past in the fall, but I think it's going to be a lot of junk fishing and guys yeah. just power fishing. Uh, even the guys that are offshore, I think are just going to be chucking and winding in the chatterbait crank, uh, some hybrid, hybrid hunter actions, top water. Uh, I think it's just going to be guys chucking and winding. Not it's too much. Fun. Yeah. Not too much. Might be some punching too going on like later on in the day, maybe even some frog fish because of the post spawn, the fish are going to be everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be cool. I think guys though, like post spawn events to me are funky because you're going to have the guys like the top 20% of the field are going to figure it out. And then you're going to have guys that really struggle at the bottom. So I think you're going to have a huge wave of who does really well. And then there's going to be guys that struggle pretty bad to catch them every day. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be more an event, an event where it's going to take someone consistently getting over 20, 22 a day, or do you think someone's going to blast like 28, 29, have 18 or 19, one of the days and then have a consistent, you know, yeah. 2022 the next couple of days with it being post spawn i think that's where you're looking like somebody whoever wins is going to have a giant bag one day and they just have to be consistent the other three yeah i agree i don't think there's going to be a lot of drama back and forth like i, I really think you could see somebody pull away day one and just main uh, just kind of coast to a lead mm -hmm. um at least that's what i think of course it is santee it's got giants like any of these tournaments, you could make up ground theoretically, but uh, to your point, post-spawn kind of junk fishing around, if that truly is the deal, I just don't see somebody – I don't think it lends itself to a huge come-behind uh, victory, I guess. Yeah. To me, this event's setting up to, like, your winner could, have, could possibly win by, like, 9 to 12 pounds, and then – the rest of the top 10, like 10th place could be like 18 pounds back going into the final day. Like that's how this is that type of event. I could see it happening because sure. they're at the end of the spawn in that funky post spawn period. And whoever figures them out is going to crack them, but somebody's going to jump further ahead, maybe one, two or three guys. Yeah. It's going to, it sounds like it's, I'm going to get into something here in a second, but we got a question from Matt Boyd fishing here asking, will Marion be as dominating like last year or the lower lake play more? What do you guys think? Well, it, it depends. It There's a lot of South Southwest wind. Cause so like the community holes on Moultrie could play because they're in the Southwest corner. Yeah. Like where Steve Kennedy cracked him on a swim jig in the fall that one year. I mean, it, it depends. You might even see like the canal, 
in the middle, if there's a shad spawn, there's hard clay banks in that canal where they're running between the lakes. Like Patrick Walters fished a couple October's ago, and you have shad spawn on those clay banks. Mm-hmm. You could see boats just hounded in that canal, catching them on swim baits and spinner baits and catching big ones. I was just going to bring up the canal. I'm really hoping um, through some of the commentary in years past here, we've heard about this canal uh, able to play and play play big too. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we see some like big swim baits or, or, or mm-hmm. big soft, you know, yeah, uh, I think, paddle tail swim baits at least on that canal? I'd love to see that again. I'm curious to. See I think that was Patty was. Walters. He was throwing was. like a five eight kaitak on like a yep. one ounce head and just slowly crawling it. Mm-hmm. So, I could see some glide action going on. Oh, especially if the water is like, if it's dingy, but like one to two foot of clarity, definitely. It's and I feel like with forward facing now that guys are no learning how to use the big baits with forward facing, you're gonna see them really like come forward more and more every event every year. That's what we were talking about with Josh Douglas was like, do you think that more guys are using these big baits or do you think more guys are just finally being more comfortable talking about the usage of big baits? I think it's just more guys getting comfortable using them in a tournament setting. Yeah. I think there's so much to learn about big baits. I'm I'm not the expert here to talk on this, but I I will say one thing I'm experiencing right now and I've learned in years past is, there's so much to learn with big baits and you can get so much more confidence in it using forward facing sonar. So you don't feel so hopeless chucking that giant piece of meat around. Um, You can see the fish's mannerisms and reactions to it and build up way more confidence that way. I feel like there's always been a little kind of group of people that pull them out on the tour when needed, when it might lend itself well, when it smacks them in the face that it's obvious um, I think now people are utilizing technology to gain confidence to use them in tournaments because it's way more applicable than people think. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a lot of guys are just, like I mentioned, getting a little bit more comfortable, and I think they're seeing and being applied. I, I'd go out on a limb and even say I think Milliken's on top of that movement or showing people yeah. how effective that can be, uh, especially after Toledo Bend. No doubt. <laughs> I no think doubt. people kind of are going to be like, oh, damn, I think I really need to start implementing this. Not uh, if he makes the elites, but when he makes the elites, because it's coming within uh, hopefully by the end of this this fall here. But, yeah, he's he's going to open the world's eyes when it comes to big baits on the big stage, no doubt. He's the guy to do it. Could I you imagine see. Grand Lake, Bassmaster Classic, and Milliken's chucking around like a 10-inch hinkle and cracking him at Grand? People are like, this ain't a swim bait lake, and – He's smoking them. <laughs> I can see it, man. I mean, if they'll eat it up in New York, good yeah. grief, they'll eat it down there. They'll eat it anywhere if it's presented properly, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So one thing is somebody commented here, Jeb Fishing, saying water in Santee is stained to muddy. Uh, he said in another comment, I believe he said it was less than a foot of visibility in Marion. One thing to, con- to think about, too, I don't know how heavy of precipitation it's going to be, but it looks like there's going to be some rain every single day of competition. Uh, is the that lake from a, a current flow could really ramp up? And typically, from what I've learned, not that I've learned a lot from Santee, obviously I suck there. Uh, but the from what I've been told, essentially, is that typically the water outflow from Marion down to Moultrie is not the cleanest of water. 
but also that canal will be ripping current. So for folks that are saying that the canal will play, I could see the mouth maybe playing, but I wonder if the canal or the canal will be have so much current ripping through there that it's almost hard to fish it in general. Or it jacks them up and they eat really good. It pushes them all right to the clay bank where the shad are and make them really easy to catch. But you have to think back, I don't know, when was it? 2010, Brennan? I don't know if you remember this, but the Jordan River, when it was like over its banks and Edwin Evers was catching them, they were catching them like they're running up to the dam. The one guy like crashed his boat as it was falling up with the current. The water was up like 10 foot and they were just jamming on fish like three inches from the bank because everything just flooded the shoreline. Right, like, right to the hard bank. Current hard banks, if there's any current break, they're all going to be in one spot or like multiple spots that look the same. And whoever figures that out in the current, they it'll make those fish bite, but it'll be tricky as well. So mm-hmm. big spinner. Brad, Brad, I do not think that John Cox is going to pick up the Fritz side this event. I'm, I'll be surprised if, I had to, if he puts down general. If I was jig. a betting man, I was going to say a general swim jig and maybe even a frog. That's about all I'd see on his deck. I, I would be surprised if there's anything else. <laughs> Maybe a shape on a way on a, on a Texas rig, and that's probably the extent of what you're going to get. Um, okay, so we kind of have a little bit of predictions here. We got some stuff coming in through, but let's start getting into uh, our picks here for Santee Cooper. But uh, I guess really before we start the picks is how do you guys think this is going to get won? Do you think it's going to be more offshore, more shallow, or do you think someone's going to have to have a mix? Andy, what do you think? I think it's going to be a mix, and if there is a shad spawn on that lake, like early morning is going to be key to get them, and then they better have some brush piles like you saw Paul and they catch a giant out of there, that one fall derby in a brush pile, actually a couple giants, and they're going to have to punch up a couple fish, maybe frog up. I I think it's going to be a shad spawn in the morning if somebody figures it out because of the post-spawn, and then they're going to have to junk fish the rest of the day to try to get a couple more keepers in the boat. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think they're going to catch big ones, like because it's Santee. I got you, Brandon. What do you think? Um, you know, I, I'm really up in the air. Um, I I hope that it's a offshore post spawn. You know, somebody that finds some fish that flooded out and are grouped up in a little spot or can pattern it and kind of run across the lake and replicate it. But um, it wouldn't shock me one bit if there's still a pile of fish up shallow. I think my fantasy picks will kind of show you I'm on the edge i got some guys that are for sure going to be shallow guys that are going to be offshore um i hope it's an offshore bite though i'm ready for one ready to see it we got clint bartlett in the chat here saying he talked to some of his south carolina boys that blasted a couple nines this week dirt shallow sounds like some frog fish (laughs) that'll be interesting I, I'm going to have to go on the hybrid side of things. I think they're going to go, Brennan, your route of what you're talking about. They're going to have some schools offshore, but I think some, then they're going to go up shallow once they have 17 to 21, pending how they think the derb's going to go, and then try to go blast one or two, you know, big old Sally's up shallow. Yeah. And the other thing with grass. Yeah. With the weather too that they're going to get, I just I wonder what that does to those shallow fish. I mean, if there's thunderstorms consistently, those shallow fish are not going to enjoy that. Um, we'll see. Yeah, who knows? I mean, there's there's definitely we've had 
you know, post frontal stuff before, and then guys are still jacking their face up shallow. I just, I guess I don't know how it affects the the dirtier water fish that are shallow. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't know if that, if that helps any, and any, or as like our Northern fish in clear water, they obviously get very affected by it. I mean, my fish here in, in dirt, shallow mud water, don't like the lightning, don't like the thunder. Um, I'm not sure. I don't live in, I don't live in South Carolina, but I'm going to find out. I mean, if they do get affected down there, I mean, even the offshore fish will get affected because offshore and St. D. Cooper is like six foot of water. Not deep, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You might, I think your deepest you'll find somebody, I think it was like Felix a couple of years ago when he was catching them offshore and it was like, I think 10, 11 foot of water. Yeah, he was down in Moultrie, wasn't he? Yeah. I think in that clear water in the South. Yeah, I think he found, some, found them schooled up in a ditch or something yeah. like that. I couldn't recall, but um, okay. Yeah, I think we're kind of on the same page. It's going to be pretty all over the place. Uh, someone's not going to be able to do one thing for four days straight, especially with the conditions looking the way they're going to be. Uh, so let's let's pull up the buckets here, and uh, let's see what you guys got for picks. Let's see. We'll make the uh, the boys who aren't here go last, so we can get ours in first. I like it. Okay, let's start E to A. So right. go, uh, Andy. You got the new new kid on, or the new. I was let's say on the way. She's here, uh, but what <laughs> you kick us off this week, dude? All right, my group E is a wild card, go big or go home pick. I'm taking Kobe Krieger. Uh, he seems to do really well in the state of South Carolina. And if there's a shad spawn, he's gonna figure out how to catch him on top water. If they bite top water, he'll probably do all right. It seems like like the guy just catches them on topwater baits. I feel like this is an event for him if there's a shad spawn going on shallow that he can get right in a hurry in the morning if he can get on it. And I got to make up some ground, even though we're only halfway through the season. So I uh, swung a little bit and took Kobe Krieger. I mean, you're only 20 points or so. Or doesn't matter. I think you're I- I'm in last. 50 points from second place. Dude. <laughs> doesn't matter. Got to make up some ground. <laughs> Oh, Lord. You know, and to be honest, I mean, my other pick in that group was Keith Pochet. I just don't know if he has any history there or if he practiced. I mean, he's always a threat for this type of event, but I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. In South Carolina, I feel like it's a Kobe Krieger event, and I think last time they were here, he finished in the top 40. So it's a, I think it's a decent pick in Group E. Nice. Brennan, what about you? Um, I too was teetering on the edge of the Keith Poche train. I could see him doing incredibly well here. Um, but I'm really skeptical of this event as we just talked about whether, what the balance is, if it's offshore, shallow, a little bit of both. Um, knowing that Keith Poche is a shallow water guru, I'm a little nervous to go all in on Keith Poche. I went John soak up on this. I feel Mm -hmm. like, you see where he's at in points. It's kind of uncharacteristic, like for for his skill level. All these guys, realistically, these guys are all legends, hammers. But um, John Sokup is just as comfortable up in two inches of water as he is way offshore. He's a live scope guru. Um, he's only three percent owned, and I need to make up a ton of ground. Um, I don't think he's got a ton of experience here, but I'm I'm willing to take a shot here at John Soko. I dig it. I, I like that Soko pick. Um, on the flip side, 
we, there is a long season left, fellas. So I'm trying to I'm trying to play it more safe here. I, I respect the uh, go out on a limb. You're going poche, aren't you? You're not I'm last not or second poche. to last. <laughs> well, you're only last or second to last by like 20 points. Like it's yeah. <laughs> that's one difference of one different pick. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I respect it. I respect. Swing it. away. Keep keep making risks. I like it. Uh, I'm going for Keith Poche just on just manifesting on what Santee's looked like. Uh, when I was there and just seeing what it looked like, seeing what I could do with a kayak there uh, and knowing that a 20 to 21 foot bass boat couldn't do what I just did, but that Keith Poche could do. Uh, I'm going to go rock with Keith, Keith Poche on this. I think, dude, he's like, he, there's no shot in hell and AOI points. He's going to make the classic. I don't think he cares. and I think that's scary. And so I think he's just going to go out and have some fun. Uh, and I'm going to be looking forward to the off the grid that comes from this one, especially. Uh, and I hope that it doesn't come bite me in the butt that there's a a, a press release from Bass on like Thursday that Poche is not fishing. But I'm going to take the risk and uh, and go with Poche on this one. I, I bet he does really well in this event. Even though I want John Sokup, I, I got to believe he's maybe he's going to fish more free, like you said. Maybe he's got a little frustration built up. Uh, having to miss the last one. So I mean, maybe that translates into the fish. You watch how he likes to fish in the like the small selection of baits that he throws, and it screams Santee Cooper. Mm-hmm. Like flipping a, a three-inch pit boss, throwing a frog, and I think he had one Cherokee with a swim bait, like a hollow belly and mm-hmm. a jig. What else could you possibly – I mean – He's also a pretty good spinnerbait fisherman too. So I think the dude's just great at power fishing shallow. So yeah. which I think is screams for this event. Uh Boomer is also riding the Poche train. Uh and Deacon is also riding the Poche train. Did so you guys all pairs. trade picks before the event? No, I did not. I've actually refused to look at them once they send me these because I don't want my, my decision process to sway depending on uh, their picks. That's what I would say, too, if I looked at their picks and then made my picks based on their picks. Well, you'll see throughout the rest of them. Exactly what I would say. (laughs) Hey, Brendan, we've been here this whole time. Do not rag on me, okay? That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Sarah Deacon is not here. She's who we should be ragging on. That's right. That's a fact. He's drinking drinking butt lights on his way home. That, That was too soon. All right. (laughs) <laughs> all right group d andy take us off group d i picked david mullins back here in the fall event i believe he had a top 10 throwing a chatterbait around uh cypress trees and that's post spawn santa cooper's cypress trees always play and i feel like in cypress trees the fish always go to the same ones every year so i'm sure he has a lot of that stuff still marked where he caught them so i'd look for that to play and even like maybe even a square bill he's a hell of a square bill fisherman and a crankbait fisherman i think he's gonna figure something out and keep getting his season back on track after a strong murray event i feel like you'd really enjoy fishing cypress trees andy i think i would too i just like fishing i like fishing shallow and stuff that i can aim at as much as as no (laughs) But I want to. They suck. I we, let's let's take the boat to uh, James River and go ca- go fish some uh, cypress trees. Sound like fun? Fantastic. I refuse right. cypress trees. I hate them. <laughs> Sorry, folks. 
All right, Brandon, what do you think? Uh, you know, that this one was kind of a tough one. There's there's some good picks in this one. I, too, was leaning towards Mullins, but then I saw Buddy Gross. I don't know. that We've seen what he can do post-spawn, um, relatively shallow, too. I don't know. I feel like if there's a post-spawn bite, he could sniff it out offshore, and I realize offshore might be eight foot of water or whatever the case may be, but – I don't know. I think he's really dangerous post-spawn. I look for him to go offshore um, and find some of those post-spawners, maybe whiz the swim bait, swim bait by their head, whatever the case may be. But I like Buddy Gross here. I do like that pick a lot. Uh, I would bet my bottom dollar that he'll be throwing a trap if he finds those fish offshore. Or a chatterbait. <laughs> yeah, one of the above. Carolina rig, swim more. Football chair. A lot, lot of Carolina rig, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, we got some comments of people saying Christie's in the uh, last time uh, they were there after the classic. He, I know, uh, call it turned fish a day. <laughs> I'm, I'm turned off at the idea of Christie for this one. Was that the classic hangover though? It Most likely, been. he he just went up in like some cypress trees as deep as he could get and just got away. Like he just yeah. hid. <laughs> he went up. Uh, he went up in the jungle, the fo- the uh, the swamp as they call it. And that can be so, from what I was told by folks that know that area well, is that can be so hit or miss where you can go there and get on a tangent of, of cypress trees and just catch big ones on every single tree and then go to that same area and it's a ghost town. Yeah. So it's kind of hit or miss. But I, I guess I don't know. I'm not vibing with Jason Christie on this one. I say that and he's going to win the damn thing. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Uh, this one I'm vibing with somebody kind of on the same track of somebody that likes to flip somebody that's really good shallow. And I think will vibe well with this. And I'm oh, going to miss. Would you stop making my picks before I make the picks? Sorry. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yes. Bradley Holman, you jerk. <laughs> I'm just going to have Andy read off my picks for me. Rest of the night. We're just on the same like brain wave here. You know, I'm just you like, go, he's Andy. going, he's going Holman. It's your show. <laughs> Oh man, no, it's funny. Jerk. No, I I like the Holman pick. I thought about picking Holman as well in Group D, and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I just I feel like Mullins is going to have a really good event. So that's my gut. Well, and there's there's my explanation, Andy. Just let you guys have it. Yeah, I like the Holman pick. I could see him getting up greasy shallow. Throwing a frog. Well, he'll for sure be up shallow. At least I got to believe. But frogging, if, if there's a frog bite going on, flipping a BFE, I don't know. Was I, he I on the elites when they went there in like the 2000s, like the earlier when Preston Clark caught like 120 pounds? Let's see. I will look it up right now. He was in there in 2006. He got 14th. Yeah. What, what was the open last year in Mississippi that he did really well in? Like he top 10 and open down there in Mississippi. Let me pull it up. So was it? He 14th at okay, 14th. Uh, Ross Barnett. Ross Barnett. There you I go. It's this one. basically kind of the same deal, isn't Very it? Very similar, I got to believe. Yeah, cypress trees, dirt shallow. Dollar pads. Much bigger fish, though, here at Santee, I think, on average. <laughs> We're yeah. getting yelled at here that nobody's picking Caleb Kufal. I, I like Caleb Kufal here a lot. Um, I, I think I'd like him better if it was pre-spawn, though. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. Although at Gunnersville, when he won, he like 
The event that he won at Gunnersville, that was in the punching. fall, wasn't it? Punching. Yeah, punching. Yep. So yeah. there could be a punching bite. I just don't know if the grass is all the way up yet or not. Yeah, I, I'm not quite. There There was a decent amount of grass when I was there, but a lot of it was more just dollar pads. There wasn't a lot of your uh, – there was some nice red top milfoil, but it wasn't topped out yet. But granted, it's been a, almost a full month now, and obviously it's been warm. So I would imagine there's some stuff. I don't know matted, topped out just yet. I guess I don't know how how fast that goes down there. But I would be I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if you see it happen this week. To an extent, if someone's got a little area that's got some um, boomers pick, he went with Mr. Jason Christie uh, and Deacon. Let's see what he has. Deacon went with Bradley Holman as well. I like I like Bradley Holman a lot here. Honestly, I mean, there's there's a few different picks I like in this one uh, beyond just Kufal. Yeah, I think. This is one of you know, some people are saying in the chat. Caleb Summerall could do well here. Part of me even kind of thinks even an Ed Lockhart might come out of his shell in this one. He always yeah. shows up in these random power fishing events. Yeah. Like, and he'll be like a top 20 and you won't hear about his name at all, but he's just kind of there every year, it seems yep. like. Mm-hmm. All right. Group C. Andy. Group C is surprise, surprise. The last time, we're, the last two times they were there, he won and had a top ten. I'm going with Paul and Nick. Oh boy, yeah. Brennan. He was tempting, but I'm going J. Pal, Jacob Peraznik. It's a good pick too. I just I feel like that if there's a if there's an event that sets up like just teed up straight for J. Pal, I gotta believe it's this one. He's going to be frogging his life away, I feel like. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I, I can see, yeah, I could definitely see Prasnik in this one. Um, this one on the 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 guy that's going to get offshore, the guy that's going to be able to catch him shallow, the guy that's going to know how to manage his time in doing so uh, every day, uh, and I could see it being for four days. I'm also going with Brandon Polinick. I think we're going to have a trend here. So I'm going to go on a limb and say Boomer probably picked Polinick for this one, knowing Boomer in his alpha. Odds are, yep. And what do you know? We should play the lottery. He picked Brandon Polinick. Deacon also picked Brandon Polinick. <laughs> yeah, it, it's hard to sway in Brennan's terms here, the high percentage guy, especially when Polinick is a perennial like group A. It's just good value in group C. No doubt, no doubt. That's like Jason Christie and Bucket D. Like yeah. you have, you almost take him no matter what your other options are. Yeah, but, but it's but terrifying also because it's anti. Yeah, yeah, the track record here. Like, yeah, I got to make up ground, guys. So, <laughs> how it is? See, I like Troy's comment here. Guys can't be missing podcasts like that. This is serious stuff. Amen. Yes, you tell them. Let's get it. Let's get some hashtag Deacon list comments rolling through the chat here. <laughs> Feel the vibes, folks. Uh, okay, Scott's saying he's surprised I didn't pick Matt. Do I pick Matty Wong a lot or something? I feel like I haven't picked him yet this year. No, I feel usually like- it's just Justin Atkins. Yeah. Like, if you could pick Justin Atkins for every bucket, I think you would. Well, okay, hold up, hold up. I picked him one time this year. Okay, this was last year. Good, good grief. It's ragging okay. on. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah, I'm going to tell Justin Atkins on you guys. 
I'm gonna tell on you. I'm trying to be supportive. My dad, buddy. just call <laughs> Dad Bailey. Just call Dad. Yeah. This one, dude. I, I could see though. He's been on a big fish train lately, and Matt Robertson. Um, if the man could figure out how to put the limit together and pull it all together here, I feel like he could have a killer. I feel like the first event Matt Robertson's going to win, he's going to win it by freaking 25 pounds and pull a Timmy Horton and get a pizza. Yeah. yeah. He's just going to be chilling in a fur coat at the at the ramp eating a pizza. I could see him in that canal just rolling a swim bait, yeah. just having fun, fishing for five. More call know. shad. Yeah. see more call shad for sure. Uh, I could see even Clifford Perch doing well in this one. Yeah, I think he, he the last two times they were there, I feel like he had good events. Like he is that guy that you have to watch out for if he figures out how to give him the bite, like that black plopper style bait. He he just catches big Florida strain fish. He's time. one of those guys that's just deadly in any big fish event. Yeah. Like if there's a ten plus pound caliber bass or even eight plus, like he's in it every time. You know what I mean? He just yeah. he sniffs out big fish every time. I feel like. Yeah. What is the the big fish? Uh, the BFA. What is it? The Skeeter boats? Is that what yeah? Doing? The Skeeter boats big fish. That thing's so wild when that goes off. I'm like, what the heck is that? The first time. Oh, we have a hope. comment saying West Logan will surprise y'all, and I think uh, if things go the way his way, I think West Logan will surprise himself by the sounds of today's guy. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, I'll pull it for the guy. I would love to see Wes win another one. For sure. Okay. Uh, Andy, Group B. Group B. Let me switch on over here. I'm taking Steve Kennedy in Group B. <laughs> oh, um, be careful, dude. I know. Be I know, careful. The last, the last two times, you can fact check this. He had top 20s in the last two events. He is another one who just jives with really big fish. Yep. And I can just see, like, the steep – like. As I'm clicking on him in groupie, I just see the the Alabama shake and a white swim jig and some like dingy water just catching big ones out of random bushes. And I'm like, this is a Steve Kennedy event. Post spawn when it seems like if everybody hammers them, Steve Kennedy struggles. But if <laughs> if it's tough, Steve Kennedy catches them because he just rides the own beat to his own horn, right? Like so Steve Kennedy is my group B pick. I love steve kennedy from i think he's the greatest person ever on bass live but also like when he even in the tournaments Terrifying. andy like you mentioned that he when he's the only guy that doesn't smash him when everyone smashes him his speeches are the best dude because he goes on a tangent he goes i don't know i must be an idiot or something like i don't know where I'm in. like <laughs> i love the guy dude he, i could listen to him forever but uh i love steve kennedy here man i was really oh, really wanted to pick steve for this one I would love to see see Steve win again. Yeah. He's kind of like the gut check manifest want to win of want, want to win for this one. That I'd love to see take the blue trophy. But uh Brennan, what about you, man? I, I love the Steve Kennedy pick too. Uh my team, however, cannot afford the risk of Steve Kennedy. <laughs> I, I love the dude. I love his quirkiness. You're absolutely right. When there's big fish present, the dude's always around him every time. Um, however, you said, you know, we talked about junk fishing and to me, there is not a better junk fisherman in this bucket than Gerald Swindle. And I got to go with my boy G man for that reason. Yeah. G man. That's such a tough pick for me not to take. I love taking Gerald. Like what, he's just always there. Yeah. You yell at what, me. For when, whenever in doubt, 
Swindle almost never burns me, bud. Like it's like consistent top thirty whenever I. Finish. Yeah, I was gonna say a bad finish for him is like thirtieth. A great one might be fifth, but still, yeah. like I'll take it. You know. Yeah. And I he needs like you to took win. him on a St. Lawrence River last year. I didn't take Swindle on the St. Lawrence. I'd be dumb to do that. If I was petty, I'd fact check that. But I'll you can't go back and fact. No, check I, I said if I was, but I'm not. So <laughs> I trust you. <laughs> are you guys feuding? We, we are. Be. He went after me earlier in the show. I <laughs> love it. It'll just make for it'll make for uh, an enjoyable couple episodes coming up here. For Andy and I, just start yelling at one. each other. The Steve Kennedy pick is like depending on Deacon. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I did take Swindle at Fork and he caught them. So, you just did? Saying. Yeah. He's just rubbing it in now. I, I like Swindle in like Texas events for whatever reason. He just does good in Texas. You liked always. Swindle in every event last year. And it did me well. Swindle and Polnick like every event last year and it didn't fail me. That's fair. I can't argue that. They're they're both always right there. That's I would right. argue that that Swindle's probably more dependable though. <laughs> Honestly. This year so far, yeah, except for he what finished seventy seventh at Murray. So forget about that. Swindle. That's in the past, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the past. <laughs> Do you know he's selling T shirts now? I saw something on his Instagram. He's selling T shirts. Some of his hats are hilarious. I think I love his dude hat. wipe gear. His yeah. dude wipe hat that he's wearing right now in this picture. <laughs> this comment. <laughs> Andy's riding like a derby horse. Giddy up. Derping. That's for damn sure. <laughs> if he didn't just have a kid, I'd be being mean back. But I you got could nothing. be mean. It's fine. I got thick No, I, I got nothing good to come up with. So that's, that was just my excuse. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, for group B... Actually, Brennan, did you go? Uh, yeah, you went. Yeah, G-Man. Uh, for this one, he's he's fishing too hot. It's almost hot. It's like a, a BP pick last year, essentially, with just the confidence rolling. Uh, and he brought it over into this year. I'm going with Brandon Lester. I like it. I I, I feel like the dude, because, I mean, Mercer says it, the always lethal. It's really coming to fruition. It doesn't really matter where we're at. It seems like he's always in the top 20. But I like that pick. I got a lot of confidence in Brandon Lester. And I say that, uh, and we'll see how this event goes. And we'll see if I'm a curse to some of these guys. Um, Boomer went with uh, David Gaston for this event. MPFL folk, right? I believe so. And Deacon... Went with Stetson Blaylock. Ooh, that's a good pick. I like that one. He's another one that's just always in the cut. Yep. I guess I just don't know. Like, I, I there's like those guys that scream at you for some events, but then there's guys that you're like, I just don't see it happening here. Like, I don't know why, but I don't see. This is probably gonna come back to bite me, but I, I guess I don't. Stetson doesn't scream at me for this one. I can't believe nobody's taken Felix, though. I'm pretty sure he's had two good events there in a row. I had him picked, and I I, I picked G-Man over him just for the, the stability. Yeah. Um, but uh, honestly, if you look back at, at big fish tournaments, too, Felix is usually right there. Yeah. 
He's been quiet this year. He mm-hmm. got quiet last year. I think somebody picked him to win like AOI. And uh, he just like started off hot and just it's like, yeah. where'd Felix go? Other than Oahe when he popped off a dub, but yeah. 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 Uh, this one too, I could see Kenta Kamura. I could see he always does well. I mean, he, I think he, did he win at the James River? No. Did he win? He might have won an open at the James. That dude's lethal in opens. Didn't Kenta win an open on Sam Rayburn and squeezed out Josh Douglas? Hold on. Might have won one at like Louisville, Texas, too, in open. Let's look it up. I think he's a a killer on the opens trail. I know. Because did it? I feel like it was James River 2022 James River Bassmaster Open. Right, Cypress Tree. Sign him up. He'll catch him. He. Let's see if he had another win. We got Deacon down in the queue driving. He's here. Yeah, Sarah's here, guys. Let's <laughs> see if we got him. Deacon, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. You got some solid hey. road rumble. He's alive, dude. I have never driven through such a dead zone. And I live in the western United States, so there's like a lot of dead zones. Dude, the drive from uh, California into Nevada, and then once you get to the corner of Nevada, go into Boise, Idaho, there is a canyon. It's like Hawaii, Hawaii Canyon. And that thing has no service for like, well, an hour. Because I tried to get in about an hour ago. Is, Did you make sure you like, topped off the truck with gas before you entered the canyon of the Midwestern uh, prairie land? Midwestern. I call this so Western, brother. But, uh, well, you're getting into the Midwestern, right? Kind of. Which Idaho is, is not Colorado. the Midwest. Yeah, no. right. yeah, but there's no not gas stations close. anywhere out there. <laughs> you're right. It's the West. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, no, it, I did. Gas gas was topped off, so we're fine. This, luckily, the sport's got a 36-gallon tank. But uh, uh, I that was wild, dude. Like, I kept turning my phone on and off thinking for sure that, like, I had some issue going on with my, my SIM card. And it was like, no, there's just literally, no like, get to the top of a peak, no service. Bottom of the valley, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, and for folks tuning in, congrats on a uh, top five at the Delta for Toyota Series. So much Standing ovation. Can we do one? Yay, congrats, Sarah. <laughs> Why are you guys calling me Sarah? What did I miss here? Somebody called well, you Sarah. Here. You don't understand. <laughs> Should have been here. You're efficient. Well, I was. I was. The comments. The comments section was ragging on you this week, uh, and they were they were ragging on you this week as well until you you showed up here. We got the Troy Troy saying, "Oh snap, it's alive!" So you've been labeled an it's now. And nice. Matt Boy says you're alive. And uh, nonstop panic outdoors says hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> you can blame Boomer. Boomer started it all. <laughs> uh, it's okay. You I've got your brownie points him. back. He's he's out too. I was gonna say he's gone. I haven't heard from him since the Western Bass Shootout. I don't know what happened to him. He's probably embarrassed he's about his performance. That's what it must be because he stopped. He like just stopped talking. Okay. Yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while either. So, <laughs> yeah. well, well, Deke, uh, we are actually about to get onto Group A here. Um, oh wow! We just announced your you were the we gave you the last pick for this for the for selecting in the buckets. Uh, we just announced that you were picking Stetson Blaylock. 
Uh, but really fast before we get into A, what uh, have you had any time to even even give thought to what Santi Cooper might look like? Not really, man. I'm gonna be real. Uh, I uh, kind of made my picks off just past guys who I feel are kind of in that like post spawn, um, maybe a little bit of spawn, but mostly kind of post spawn stuff happening. And um, guys that I feel like are kind of junk fishermen or, or guys that can just seem to excel in that, like, when top water starting to happen and just those fish are starting to starting to kind of do their post-spawn, working their way out kind of a thing. Dig it. Okay. Do you remember your group A pick? One sec. I got it. The problem is I don't have my computer, so I got to, like, go through two pages. Let me double check. This is really safe, by the way. This is. <laughs> oh yeah. This is, we've got. Yeah. We've got. We've got Patty Walters. Oh, so you just went and announced. Okay. Perfect. There you uh-huh. go. <laughs> Nothing. You're good. <laughs> well, we're starting That's bucket so A, fun. I guess, gents. <laughs> we're starting bucket A. <laughs> oh, did we lose him again? And we lost him. You might have driven off a canyon. Somebody should probably text. <laughs> Somebody should probably get Somebody's home. back. He's back. There he is. He's, okay. alive. He's alive. Okay. Someone, wow. someone tried to call me. Sorry. We thought you drove off a canyon when you Dude, were there's the potential. There's a, this is not advised what I am doing. Uh, there's going to be there's probably going to be a picture of a phoenix boat at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, no, don't don't say that. <laughs> no, no, stay safe, dude. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Patty Walters, I dig that pick. Um, we'll just go through the uh, what Boomer hat. Well, well, we'll say Boomer for last. But uh, Andy, you're going first throughout the show. What uh, what do you got for Group A? I took Hackney, another like safe cypress tree, big fish, flipper, low key, incredible crankbait fisherman knows how to pick apart cypress trees and just catches big ones um i don't know if he's the safest pick in group a but i feel like every time he's gone to santee cooper he's caught him really well so last year i think he finished eighth or sixth while they were spawning not catching spawners i don't believe so um yeah greg hey i'm not even fucking with you i think i'm getting pulled over no oh no yeah i gotta go guys <laughs> Oh, see Adam. Good hey, luck. Dude. Good luck, buddy. See you, boys. <laughs> no way. Oh no. <laughs> oh, we PSA. Get the camera going. We just get the camera. Hello, hello, officer. Guys, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Hold on. What time? We're clipping this shit. I hope he comes back with the value of the ticket. You know what I mean? Like, I hope he comes back in like All ten right. minutes. Like, oh, that was two fifty. Over, over, or under. Two <laughs> fifty. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. He gets out of it. I'm gonna go. He gets a ticket, but it's under two hundred dollars. Andy, yeah, I'm gonna say two fifty, but they're gonna give him a parking ticket <laughs> instead of a speeding one. All right. I love that we're making bets on our our friend, <laughs> and if he gets a ticket, <laughs> it's fine. He just won all that money at the Kel- at the Delta. He'll be all right. For Hopefully, if it's any ticket, ticket, it's just like a speeding ticket and not like using his phone while driving yeah. or something. He wasn't texting; he was live streaming and checking bucket A. We're gonna do, we're gonna do him a favor because he's still in the queue, so that he can't get in trouble. We're kicking him from the studio, so that doesn't. There's no proof that we got him in trouble. <laughs> 
Oh my god! Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Start the Deacon GoFundMe page. <laughs> Can't really search cards. Hashtag save Sarah. Save Sarah. Save Sarah. I bet he gets tased. Oh. Hashtag, hashtag free Sarah. <laughs> Oh, oh Boomer, Boomer would be having a heyday on this stuff. <laughs> oh, here we go. Over under 25 mile per hour over limit. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. He was probably doing like 70 and a 45, and the cop was hiding behind a rock. He just never saw him. It's a nice boulder. <laughs> Very nice boulder. <laughs> oh, Deacon. <laughs> Poor guy. As if we couldn't tease the guy enough. I mean, <laughs> he at least tried to be dedicated, and he joined. And he's not... I apologize. So this is too funny. <laughs> this isn't funny, but it's funny. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so intrigued to hear the results of this. Okay. Recognize him from the picture on the milk jug they put out last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So chirped right now. That was really good. Was she? Were you calling him she? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Poor poor Deacon. (laughs) Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Oh no! He should have just left it rolling, and then if the cop was like, "Why is your phone recording?" Just want to make sure you know I'm safe here. Oh my god, that was like, you should just put it the cop on the podcast. <laughs> what do you think's gonna win Santee? Start questioning the cop. Why are you pulling me over, sir? Oh, oh god, that would be hilarious. She goes, What do you think's gonna take to win Santee? Sarah's going to the dog pound. <laughs> no, Brian's Hashtag. comment. It's ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> should we call Deke Bart? Oh god. <laughs> No, 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 no. Zeke made a commitment. He's good. Oh, man. He took a one commitment to getting pulled over. Oh, man. <laughs> Justice for Sheikin. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. This is incredible. Oh, my God. This is if it was just this the rest of the time, I wouldn't even be pissed. <laughs> oh, man. This is the greatest show ever. Oh, we got Bailey I crying. I just wanted her autograph. I got to text Boomer and see if there's some miraculous way he can hop on. Just like, just like screenshot all the comments and send them to Boomer and be like, Sarah's getting roasted right now. <laughs> You're missing. It's a live episode of Cops. Oh, you know what you should do, right? Like the thumbnail for this, like if you change it up, you should have Deacon on the front bow of his boat, have the cop lights behind, and be like, Serious Angler gets pulled over. That would be funny. <laughs> we're, we're definitely clipping this stuff. This is incredible. This is awesome. Just wanted, just wanted her autograph. Put her on a Bud Light can ASAP. <laughs> put it on a shirt. <laughs> we can put it on a shirt now. <laughs> That'll be a serious dangler shirt. Oh yeah. Oh my god, that is incredible. Sarah okay, gets pulled over. <laughs> I think we're good, but um, I wish I had a hat for everybody in the freaking comments. Those are incredible. <laughs> Holy crap, those are good. Those nice are work, amazing. Yeah, kudos, yeah. guys. Round of applause. Not, I'm sorry to Deacon. That sucks, but like, yeah, that was incredible. Mm. Good for our expense at the 
at the time. Yeah, I hope at least Russ is laughing at him that he he didn't get a ticket or something. <laughs> really he's, he's probably actively getting tased right now. <laughs> he's bent over the hood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Spread <God>. him, Sarah. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Show up on live PD. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, there's our podcast. Cops. <laughs> oh gosh, that is amazing. Okay, well, if that's not a lesson to people that are filming in their or filming or recording in the car, that's okay. All right. Well, should we get back on track here? Yes. Well, something else. Locked up Acon voice. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's really good. good. That's really good. Oh, that's that's incredible. Okay. To try and get back on track here, I'm sure we'll divert here soon. Um, Sarah isn't here to defend herself. God damn it. You keep getting distracted. Oh, Stop that's... reading them, Bailey. Stop reading them. We just had a spike in people tuning in. Somebody must be like showing people. It's like... on live PD, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's on live PD. The whole world just found serious angle. <laughs> Thanks, Deacon. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> He's getting tased. I'm like, yep. thanks, bro. Shouting out serious angler as he's getting tased. Yeah, cameras in his face. Tune into business for the bass boats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Okay. Right. Digress well, here. Back on track. Yeah. Yeah. So on, on Lake Murray, I specifically said in the show that I'm surprised none of us picked John Cox. And I ate my words, and he had a great event, top 10. So I've learned my lesson. Uh, I wanted to go Hackney as well. There's a couple guys. There's there's several guys in this group that you could go with. Uh, just like every event with Group A. But I'm going to ride the John Cox train. I feel like it just... For something that's going to be a shootout, up and down, kind of just go fish new water, junk fish every day. You got a great guy in Swindle. You got a guy with Cox. Uh, I feel like he's going to be one that can do it and even pull off the dub. He's uh, just always there. Always on him. Like, he never wins, and he's going to win one of these events on the Elite Series, but it seems like every event, he's, like, right around 10. Good God. Oh. She is for the streets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dude, sorry. Bailey, do you, you don't have the soundboard, but it'd be funny if he sent you the soundboard, and the guy was like, one of the comments in here is like, we should play the cops theme next time Deacon joins bad the podcast. Boys, bad boys. Yeah. Just put it on as you let him enter the queue. Be so that funny. would be that would be incredible. Good. That's what he gets for talking out of turn. He put, he made his pick first. Yep. Good <laughs> thing he did. That's, Could you imagine uh, yeah, if he was yeah. like making his pick? I'm like, boys, I can't make my pick. I'm getting pulled over right yeah. now. <laughs> Sorry, officer. Hold on. I need to make my pick. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Deacon had had Patrick Walters, um, and Boomer selected drew cook mm. i feel like there's there's several guys in this yeah they could all catch him ike and ellie is having like a resurgence here i just don't know how i feel about ike and ellie and cypress trees unless it's a title system yeah brennan you did make your pick right i'm not crazy uh no i don't believe i have but my no, mind's I'm obvious jerk. i'm going i'm going patty walt here patrick walters you know, I feel like most of these guys, uh, any any out of town or right, anybody that's not their home lake, they're probably looking for something that you know fits into their hand, their skill set, their experience, their confidence. Uh, 
Patrick Walters being all the time that he has here, I just look for him to say, screw that. I'm going to go find what big fish are doing, period, and I'll adjust to them. Could absolutely bite me uh, in the rear here, but um, I think almost 20% own at the same time. So not a tremendous risk, plus he's got all the experience here and the track record here. I'm going Patrick Walters. Yeah, I feel like it's one you can't go wrong with. I mean, he literally lives on the lake. So has a house, literally his backyard is the lake. So yeah, I yeah. feel like it's and hard to go South, wrong. Yeah. South Carolina guy, like obviously Cypress trees aren't new to him. If that's where the, the bigger ones are at, that's probably what he's going to be doing. But at the same time, he could peel out offshore, you know, eight, 10 foot of water, whatever, and find fish doing their own thing that nobody else found. So I like Patrick Walters here a lot. Yeah, we got Drew Gregory in the comments saying they'll still be on bed. Not sure how Cook isn't a safe bet given what Gussie showed about repeating a performance of the same body of water the following year. I think I think folks were kind of surprised at how many fish are on bed at Murray. I guess I could be wrong in saying that, but I, I guess I just – Murray's a much deeper, that, colder water lake too. Yeah. Right. I, I think they'll still be spawning. I think there might be some. I guess I just don't know. And with that, I mean, I'm surprised Cook's at 11% as well. Uh, I'm also surprised that the champ from last week, Benton's at only at 7 Um <clears throat> I, I just th- I think it's interesting, you know, I'm looking at a lot of these. There's so many different good picks in here. Matt Airy is a great post-spawn fisherman, especially up shallow. Benton is an amazing pick for this one because the dude can fish naturally. He can fish, you know, sight fish. Uh, Cobb, card even is a sleeper pick, I feel like, in this one. If you really wanted to get freaky with it, I could see Card doing well on this. What about yep. Carl Jacobson? Nobody said his name. He he should be in that on that list. I think you dude, you go down this list. At Carl, yeah. I could see Lee Lewis. White Chatterbait bike could be real good. Carl Lee Jacobson's Lee. got a second place finish here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could see Rivet, Schlapper top ten here. I I mean, I don't think you can really go wrong with too many of these picks in Group A. Yep. So I dig it. But boys, what do you think uh weight wise? What do you think weight wise is gonna take? Go I'll ahead, go Andy. first. I went ninety-three-nine. Okay. Catching them really good, but not not quite catching them outstanding. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty close. I have ninety-one thirteen. Ninety-one thirteen. Um boomer had ninety uh pounds four ounces. And Deacon had 93.8, which I had. What did I have down here? I had 96.12. So I went Ooh. to high end. It could happen. Like somebody could crack 25, 26, maybe even 28, 29 pounds on a shad spawn first thing, a big giant post spawners. Because I mean, even in the post spawn, I feel like those big ones still group up by size. Like it just, it just happens. You find one big one, there's usually more around it. It's Santee, man. Yeah. There's everywhere. There's, the amount of population of six to eight pounders that live there is incredible. Not that I would know, but it's incredible the amount of that are there. <clears throat> Saying no sentry belts. I totally agree with Hella Bass in the chat. If you guys three or four if, weeks ago. Yeah, through yeah, I could definitely see it three or four weeks ago. Um, if folks are feeding for some more uh fantasy fishing content, Hella Bass does a great show for each event as well as for major league fishing too. Uh, I can't guarantee that he's going to have somebody get pulled over on his live show, but uh, great fantasy fishing content. 
We got some 99 pounds, 90 pounds. We got some decent amount. What do you guys think big fish? What do you think that's going to take? Right around nine, nine and a half. I'll go 9.5. Yeah. I'll go the over on that. I'll be optimistic. I'll go 10-2. All right. I like it. Over. Giant post-spawner. Giant. I mean, it's Santee, man. They're just there. Or a late one on a bed. A 10-plus late one. Didn't Palmer have one over – I might be crazy to say, wasn't it 11? He, think, he caught a freak last year, wasn't it? Or the year? I think it was on the bed, bed, too. Yeah. Well, so he, he wasn't fishing on, on – I mean, the, his fish were uh, – he believes they were spawning, but he was not fishing looking at them. Technically, I guess he was because he was using uh, uh, perspective on his live scope and scoping the cypress trees with a jig. That's yeah, he was throwing a swim jig most of the time, wasn't he? Uh, swim jig, uh, jig, and then a, um, a yum. I can't remember the creature bait. It's like a Texas rig. Okay. Uh, throwing, but he was looking at them swimming around on perspective mode on live scope, and specifically hitting trees, which was actually it was pretty neat how he described it to us. So I did that. Uh, I think he had for the, one of the biggest bags. I think thirty three pounds one day or something. I think I want to say it was something insane. Him and Kufal both had the same rocket of a day. Um, but all right, what do you guys have? Let's go through, um, the, uh, Boomer and Deacon, I'm sure. Cause he's probably getting tased right now, but they didn't, they didn't send drain the lake. Uh, so let's run through our drain the lake picks here. Andy, do you have yours pulled up? Yeah. Let me grab it here. Yes, sir. We'll just run down through who we picked for him. Yep. Do you want me to start? Yeah, let her rip. All right, I got Skylar Hamilton, Kennedy, Koopfall, Ed Lofren, Brian New, Patty Walters, Jason Williamson, and Carl Jockinson. Brandon, you got yours? Yes. Um, I went a little off the wall here. I went Chris Zaldane, Pat Schlopper, KJ Queen, Luke Palmer, Bill Lowen, took Stephen Wonder Kennedy, Buddy Gross and Daryl Gleason. Dig it. We got one more one more Deacon comment. <laughs> Deacon should be called Drain the Bank after getting pulled over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's good. So bad. <laughs> he hasn't texted us yet, so I don't I don't I'm I'm thinking he's getting the ticket here, boys. Oh, he Yo. very well might be. Um, okay. My drain the lake. I got Hank Cherry, John Cruz, Greg Hackney, Bradley Hallman, Derek Hudnell. Steve Kennedy, Ooh, Lee Livesey, and Clark Wendland. Drain the Lake. Let's see. Actually, I, I forgot to give folks an update. I don't think I've given you guys an update on how our Drain the Lake standings are going for our group. Let me pull it up here quick. We don't have to worry about Boomer much because he forgot to pick his like I did for fancy fishing. Um. Oops. We got Deacon leading with 6,920 points. Um, and second was 6,287. Andy, you're in third with 6,226. Brennan, you have 6,192. And Boomer in fifth with 5,031. Because he forgot to pick anybody. Because it was the show he missed. One of the other shows he missed. Um, Drain the Lake's been interesting so far. I don't. I feel like I don't stress as much about those picks. Like I kind of just like, eh, bing, 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 bing. I just kind of make the eight and just 
there's not really much emphasis as much as fantasy fishing picks. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. sort of the same. Yeah, I kind of yeah. just ripped through. I'm like, all right, who do I – I try to think of, like, what lakes are coming later and which one would I want not – like, what, which one – what angler would I not want to pick for this event? Like, and I'll spill the beans because I know Lay Lake is coming up. I had Canterbury in mind. I was like, no, I can't put Canterbury here. We would be a good pick for Sandy Cooper. I'm like, but I got to save him for Lay. Like mm. At the same time, though, you really do have to double down and make sure that you're picking the winner regardless yeah. of that person, you know, you see yeah. doing well down the line later on in the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Double down and get the winner for sure. Now I haven't been able to do that once this year for whatever <laughs> reason, but yeah. Yeah. Well, helps. uh, any other last takeaways, predictions, uh, things you'll see happen for Santi Cooper. You guys are thinking. I really want to see that canal play with a swim bait. That's what I want to happen. Yeah, I could see, like, a, you're talking like a big paddle tail, right? Or are you thinking like glide bait too? A- anything, <laughs> anything in that canal, big bait. I'd love to see it happen on live. Andy, if there's a shad spawn, I think it's gonna be like a big spinner bait and top water combination, and I think that'd mm. be a really fun bite to watch. And just something about a shad spawn with like Florida strain bass and a spinner bait, just they love it. So yeah, I, I, I think, think that's would... going to be some fun coverage. Yeah. So beyond beyond Drew Benton, who else do you guys think? Oh, well, I'm sure Drew Benton and Drew Cook are going to be on live. Being like Drew Cook won last year, Benton won last week. Uh, who's I think Cobb's leading AOI, so he'll be on live. Who else do you guys think is going to be on live coverage? Probably Paul Knox. Cox and probably Polnick because he's won there in top 10. Maybe Carl or Carl. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun week for sure. Uh, So wrapping that up, did you guys happen to watch heavy hitters today at all? Mm -hmm. Now, well, uh, Dakota Ebert is leading the big bass. It was a nine pounder. Um, They, for, for whatever reason, this event, they did their old style format where it's amount of fish and weight. Not just their best five. Because but not an actual sanctioned MLF event, right? BGT it's like a event. championship style. Yeah. So it's interesting. But uh, the one person I saw that had, I couldn't make out Alan Jones Jr.'s weight, but uh, Ryan Thrift had over 26 pounds for five on his, with a 7 I think. Fun. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, Bussy Break. Yeah. Caney Creek. Creek. Caney Creek, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it was some interesting live coverage today, but that was going on. But uh, beyond that, folks, are you guys got anything coming up that you want the folks to know? Anything for you, Brennan, on your side? Nothing really. No, I'm uh, don't have a whole lot going on. Going to Sturgeon Bay here in two weeks, jacked up about that. Gonna go mess up some big smallies, hopefully, and that's about it. Oh, yeah. Well, folks, uh, before we sign off here, uh, we put it out a little bit on socials, we've been trying to get consistent with it. Uh, if you guys want to get subscribed to the Serious Angler Podcast Network newsletter, uh, you can doubt now do that. It's over at the link to our website down below. It's just SeriousAnglerNetwork.com. You can get signed up. We're trying to do it every Sunday night. Some some weeks might be Monday mornings. Depends on our crazy weekend schedules. If you decide to fish all day uh, and I fall asleep early, then the newsletter will be Monday morning. Uh, but it's just kind of something regular we're trying to do. We're just interested in something fun. 
Uh, it's going to give you a whole look into the week ahead and across like all of our podcast shows across the network, what's coming up, who to expect out for guests, as well as some uh, some small tidbits in regards to like industry news, something to keep you updated on what's going on, as well as if we're having any, you know, folks are like doing moles, if they're having sales and such, we'll keep you guys up to date on those. So get subscribed, uh, let us know about it. And uh, yeah, you can get signed up at SiriusAngloNetwork.com. Again, the link's down below. But folks, appreciate you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow night for Tuesday Night Live with Alex Rudd. Peace. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.